Are we slapping? We are slapping. We'll slap a number on it then. Yeah, 191. 191. That's the same forwards and backwards, right? It wow. is, yeah. What do you call that? Uh, uh, we call it reverse cowgirl. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and welcome everybody. It's been a while, and uh, this is a this is a strange format. It's Can weird. you give me like a, a toy steering wheel or something? I feel like I need to be doing something. The last ten, I think, I've been stuck in a van. Yeah. Go. Can we have a. I, I know. I, I don't have a desk in front of me, nor do I have. I'm not holding a phone. Like yes. This. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is bullshit. All right. Take yeah. good, good night. Well, it occurred to me we've been doing the Slappercast episodes in the van, just using these two devices. Uh, why don't we, you know, Patrick and I uh, racking our brains today trying to figure out when we, how we could squeeze in an episode since we've got some technical issues and scheduling problems. I said, I'm just going to come over there with my phones. <laughs> technical, <laughs> technical issues right. is uh, a mirror about the size of Texas jumped off a wall and body slammed my fucking computer. So <laughs> I am without... I am without a, a laptop. Yeah, that was it, it was uh, it was hysterical. We were doing some. Uh, I say we were doing some work. Somebody else was doing some work for me, and uh, and uh, uh, charging the, the computer in a weird spot in the house. And the mirror jumped off the wall, unprovoked, ah. unmolested. It, it, it demolished demolished the uh, yeah. the computer. So anyway, but you, so, you also didn't discover that it was damaged until we were in the, in the van. Were we going to Dallas? Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, turbo, turbo uh, like, uh, hey, did uh, something happen? I was like, oh, motherfucker! I was like, because I thought when it happened, it came rewind, rewind the tape, and uh, yeah, back to <laughs> back to the, the the incident. So when the mirror jumped off, it it the first thing it hit was the plug on the way down. It just went straight down the wall and knocked the plug out, and it kept the ground. This is the ground. This is the ground. It was so it. it, it yeah, it just sawed off the. You're welcome, Aggies. It sawed off the uh, the uh, ground in, into the into the socket, and so I thought that that had initially taken impact. And no, 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 no. So what happened was it took that off, and then it landed. You know, Squirting. just demolished the screen. So the uh, the screens are, are built pretty well. I mean, as far as there should be, there should have been glass everywhere yeah. in that computer, and there was not. So. Basically, the computer still working. It was just the screen was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It looked like a Van a Van Gogh or a Van Dope fucking go. It was, it was, it was a uh, uh, Yeah, it's uh, and I've just been, I've been up to my eyes, so I have not had a second to bring it in. And of course, this is the time of year where I need it for everything. I haven't been able to call people back and to email and to do a bunch of stuff, so it's been a nightmare. So, meanwhile, palindrome is the word I was looking for earlier. That's there you go, there you go. Is that Romeo Gibson fought Tina Turner? <laughs> yeah, beyond the palindrome. So yeah, so uh, yeah, so welcome everybody. And don't forget if you uh, if you like this, if you like the music, if you like anything about the band, just hit subscribe because we're we're nearly in double digits. I think we have nine subscribers. We're getting very so close. any day any day now we're going to yeah. get double digits, and when that happens, we're going to have a party. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very exciting. You're not invited, but we're going to have Anyway, so, uh, yes, uh, and then we, uh, uh, the moment, the moment uh, has come and we've, uh, we've released the dates and the times and the details for the uh, Ireland trip 2023. And uh, it's, it's on com right now. Yeah. And nine days? Ish. Yeah. It's about a week. A week and a day. Yeah. 
So it's probably, it's probably seven days actually in Ireland. Yeah. So, so we get there on a Wednesday and we leave on a Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. But the, I, I, I urge you to go look at the, uh, at the itinerary because it's quite, it's quite spectacular. It's just, it's stuff that we, some stuff we haven't done, some stuff we have, but it's a, it's a, you know, it's a new day. Yeah. And and this uh, is with a, a, a touring company called Docs, uh, run by an Irishman named Dennis. Who lives in Florida. Dennis O'Carroll, and he's O'Carroll. in Florida, and he was he was spared by the hurricane, so we're, we're yeah. grateful for that. Um, but also a big golfing guy. In fact, he's he's led a lot of golfing tours over to to Ireland. Uh, so this is we may be adding some supplements to this. There might be a golf supplement added. Yeah, that that'll be a, a, that's that's being worked on uh, presently. And I would again, I would direct you to blackguards.com and show you a. Little thing that, that Laurie's been working on. Laurie, hope you're feeling well. I know you're under the weather. Uh, we're rooting for you. Yeah. So, so I would again direct you to the uh, website because today, Tuesday, Slapper Day, it is, uh, there should be a picture of it up there. It's very, very cool. And, uh, so that's going to be happening. We have some, some new dates to talk about as well. We're going, uh, we're booked at, uh, speaking of Laurie, we're, uh, uh, down in Dry Creek, down in Richmond. Gorgeous venue. We've been looking at that for a while. And um, we've got uh, Sawyer Park as well. We've got uh, Molly's in Conroe for them. What is that about? Their 25th anniversary. We we know uh, Nicole used to bartend at Molly McGuire's. Hi, Nicole Ritter. Asked us to come down for this special occasion. So, yeah, we haven't been back to Conroe in ages. They're even talking about desmokifying the place. Oh, yeah. They're talking about no smoking in Conroe, which I just, I fell out of my chair. Luckily, it was a lot lower than this chair. Yeah. Or I would have got hurt. So anyway, Nicole told me when she when she asked if we could play there that they, they've already devised, they're devising a plan to kind of aerate the smoke out of the bar, which I'm very curious to see how they can accomplish that. So, uh, but I really definitely appreciate the effort. So yeah, they're, they're, uh, Nicole is, is she's, she's just one of the best. Um, and again, we've talked about Aim Infinity, owner of all the Molly's pubs with Mike Daly, of course, but we've talked about, you know, you don't get to be on that team. You don't get to work for him and be a wanker. You know, you have to be top draw. All of his managers, again, always go to Kingwood. You know, I mean, just all of those clubs, every single Mollies that he has, every single manager has been so accommodating, so uh, a, a real publican. You know, yeah. You, you know, we, we, we've also, also joked about the, the bands and the bars that, throw a, a Guinness light up in the window and they say, we're an Irish pub. Or the Irish band that goes, you know, hey, we play a song about drinking, we're an Irish pub. You know, th- there's a lot more to it. Again, you can get away with murder because a lot, not, not a lot of people know what it is. But Eamon knows what, Eamon and Mike, you know, their vision was, uh, you know, a real Irish pub in all these places. And they didn't go out and they didn't buy all the crap from, you know, these these. these derelict farms in Ireland and fly it over and spend million dollars on, on Irish pub companies to come over and rip them off and put up, you know, plaster walls with, you know, decorative, you know, writing, you know, James Joyce quotes and Brendan Bean bullshit, you know. An Irish pub is much more than the decor. Oh, yeah. the, the, you know, it is the people you put in there. It is the feeling that you get when you, when the bartender knows your name, when they remember how, you know, 
you know, they wrap that beer with a napkin. They have that beer to shot ready. When they come in, they sit down. They remember your names of the you know, people that are important around you and stuff. Like that. And you're talking sports or politics or whatever the hell you're talking about. And you're you're just you're home. You know, and a lot of people, uh, a lot of people. You know, there's 20 pubs that say Eamon's doing it, doing it right. I keep saying Eamon because you know I, I've known Eamon. I, I've known you know Mike Daly as well for as long, and they're. Both, you know, I'm lucky enough to call them friends, you know, on top of, you know, being just wonderful publicans and, and you know, and, you know, they're great to work for. Absolutely. If if you do your job. If you're, again, if you're a wacky, you don't get to stay. Right. And, uh, but, yeah, so so moving right along. And, and, and Eamon, hey, let's said this again before. The, you'll probably remember this was episode 38. This is back when Chad was only in. He was very young. Mm. Uh, but, uh you said this a hundred times. Eamon was the Eamon. Well, I, I started a band called On the Dole, and Eamon said he, he just said, "I want your band whenever you're available. Just all the clubs. Just tell me when and where, and just basically, I want to be the, you know, I want to yeah. be the, the vehicle that that you." And, and he 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 wasn't messing around. He was, you know, he wasn't. We we went to the pubs. He advertised. We advertised. We had a blast. Do you remember where you, where you met him first? Yes, I do. I absolutely remember. I remember the first time I ever spoke to Eamon Infinity was in the place called The Pig and Whistle on Richmond and Greenbrier in Houston, Texas yeah, in yeah. 1990. But yeah, it was, uh, I was bartending there. Eamon came in and we spoke, we spoke a couple of times, but he was, Eamon's the guy. He definitely won't come on the show now if we, if we, <laughs> if, if I say this, but Eamon would come in and he would, he would just tip enormously and buy, buy around for everybody. But 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 not stand there and drink it and puff his chest out and be the jack the lad. It wasn't that. Yeah. Eamon was the hey, you know everybody, get you know get everybody around with me and that's for you. It's just like what? And, and that wasn't you know he would do that in many many bars you know on a on a Thursday Friday Saturday night and I never saw him finish a drink. I never saw him drunk. You never saw I, him leave either. Right? Yeah, no, and he just disappeared. That's the Irish goodbye. That's the, that's a, <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck did he go? He's like a ghost, <laughs> and he is the best at it. He's just yeah. the absolute best yeah. at it. And uh, yeah, just just a, a delight to 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 be his family's his family's wonderful. I've just been like I said, big big fan. You've got notes. That's cool. Molly McGuire would have only been a few years old back then. It was an 88 or 87. Eamon started as a bartender. Yeah. We need to get him on here. Yeah. The fuck are we waiting for? I know. But uh, yeah, Eamon started, when he came over, he came over here and he started, uh, he started in construction and uh, worked in bars and he's, but he, he built, and, and you, you know, I've said it a thousand times and I'll keep saying it. Eamon, you know, he just keeps, uh, he doesn't, he, he says he's going to do something, he does it and he treats everybody fair and, uh, you know, he's just 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 one of the people. You just uh, everybody holds in high regard, or they're a wanker. Yeah, simple. Enough. Yeah. So yeah, so where are the other two? Are we gonna let them talk? <laughs> now they're they're in the van. Actually, we told them we were going for ice cream. So uh, just the last the last few months, it seems like summertime. Anyway, we're going to be touring. We do have confirmation of uh, that the, these dates are not posted yet, but we just uh, we figured we'd just give it to you here first, but. We have uh, confirmed that we will be in Phoenix in January. And uh, we're going to go out there. Myself, Turbo, and Chad are going to drive out there. And for once, we're going to leave 
uh, Miss Heidi in the comfort of her own home, uh, we're going to come to her. So we have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Phoenix area. I'll tell you, Saturday will be the Dubliner in Phoenix. And Sunday will be somewhere very, very special as well. And Friday will be Uriah as well. So we're going to play on the way out there. I've already confirmed we're going to be at, the three of us will be in Midland on the Wednesday. Uh, I don't know the dates off the top of my head, but uh, then the Thursday will be either probably El Paso and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Phoenix, and then Sunday, somewhere very special. So cool. very, very giddy about that. All right. And, uh, and if we can get something Monday, we'll do Monday as well. So in and around yeah, the Arizona de- deserts. So, so really looking forward to that. And then, uh, uh, you know, of course, we got uh, October this time next year. We'll all be packing suitcases. Check your passports. Check, make sure that they are valid because you will need that. I got to renew mine. I keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be October. It's going to be this time next year. Yeah. Like, Shit. <laughs> expedite, expedite. Mm-hmm. And that, just a little background story. So we were talking about Dennis O'Carroll, um, uh, Doc's travel agency in, in Florida. We got to know about him uh, through a band called the Byrne Brothers. Uh, they're out of Florida. But we met them in Montana at the Bitterroot Celtic Festival of Games. And uh, tremendous band. Tommy, the father, with his uh, three sons and lovely wife. She doesn't take any shit. She just sells yeah. merch and she just makes everything. So, uh, so we we were already Tommy fans, and then we got to know Dennis through them. And uh, we just we had to pull the trigger on this on this tour because, as you know, we've been we've been held hostage by the pandemic, you know, the year for, for the last couple of years. And uh, when when we wanted to release the last tour dates, which uh, which our friend Sienna worked so hard on. Uh, around the clock, actually, for a very, very long time. Ireland wasn't open, and it wasn't there wasn't going to be enough time to put this colossal machine together and have it mobile and ready to go. So we we uh, we jumped on this thing. We said yes. The only thing that I had to do do with uh, with Dennis was to tell him which way we want to go, mm-hmm. and we wanted to do a little bit different. So we're going to stay. We're going to stay a little extra in Tipperary. We're going to stay a little extra. You know, just Ireland is, it's kind of like a blind guy in a brothel. You know, you're you are going to get what you want, but sometimes you're going to get a little bit more. <laughs> it's just you can't you can't go wrong is all I'm trying to say. But this time I just thought we'd just shift it a little bit. And uh, we're going to be, we're, we're going to try to play every single night when we're there. That's going to be difficult only because of the logistics of the gear and whatnot. But uh, our friend, uh, there's a friend of ours, and it's a friend of yours. You just don't know it. But uh, his name is Steve Barube, and he's from Houston, Texas. And he now lives in Dublin, Ireland. And we have done this. I now live here, and he now lives there. And we, we, uh, he know, when I say he knows everybody, he knows everybody. He, I mean, he is... He is, he's like, the, he's like the phone book, uh, shagging the ancestry tree, the, the, your ancestors, you know, family tree. It's just, he knows everybody <laughs> far and wide. He just doesn't, he doesn't, it never, he knows my cousin Peter who works for Radio Nova. He knows, uh, Anne Marie Shields, who's Rock Daddy's daughter. And, uh, she was the vehicle in which my bloody Valentine became the biggest underground band of all time. And just, 
crazy. I mean, he knows all these people, but then he knows every publican, every promoter, every uh, bartender, everything. He knows everybody. He sent me names and addresses of gigs and these potential agents that we need to know to come over there and do this stuff. So it was, it, and we've, uh, it's not the first time he's done this. He's done this for us before. So he is uh, just a treasure and he's finger on the pulse, knows everything that's going on. He's just, just, he's a monster. It, it, he is to, 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 to rock and roll uh, is what Amen is to alcohol. <laughs> you know, he's just, he just, th- th- there's no end. There's no beginning, no end to his magnificence. And we need to get him on there. Yeah, uh, story f- yeah, yeah. So, and could we find out how the hell he does it? But yeah, he's uh, he's he's one of these people that just I, I just I can't wait to you know to get the correspondence from him. He's just he's one of these guys that's yeah. just uh, and, and pure rock and roll. There's a band, and I haven't heard them yet. I've heard a clip of, of a video that he sent, but there's a band in Dublin. They're called Ham Sandwich, and they're quite amazing from what I've heard. But he is. All in on them. That's his. That's his band. He's. I don't know if he's involved with them, but he's definitely promoting them, and they're worth every bit of it. So if you want to check them out too, uh, they're just. Uh, I, I believe they're doing really, really well. They're setting Dublin to fire right now. So really, yeah, one to check out. Curious what the name, the story behind the name is. <laughs> uh, they're probably vegans. <laughs> and uh, is there any other? Is there any podcast that you want to talk about? Anything new? Anything exciting? I have not officially launched it yet, but I, I'm about to uh, this week at some point. Uh, I started a new podcast called Prodigious Saps. And my old friend Brendan, he, I met him when he was putting together with my friend Patrick White, the band in Houston, Zuzu's Fettles, who used to play at the Pig. We were just talking about it. the same right, right around the same Pig, time you met him. Whistle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Brendan's just hilarious, just brilliant guy, singer, writer, uh, illustrator. Uh, he and my, our mutual friend, Jerry Christman, who was the keyboardist. Uh, they both live in Portland, Oregon. Jerry and Brennan are doing a, a radio a stage show called Tesla City Stories, where they have these, they basically are doing like an old style, like 40s radio play oh, very on cool. stage. We were just reminiscing about, we used to get together and talk about movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Stuff that we used to be in their music as well. So we said, let's just record it and see if we like it and we'll turn it into a podcast. Thanks. How many, how many episodes you got? I've got three banked so far. We, we started recording it about a month ago, and I didn't. We didn't know what it was going to be called until recently, so I didn't. Who came up with the name? But I stumbled across it. Um, there's a poem that uh, a poem about Superman, written by none other than Vladimir Nabokov, who wrote Lolita. Oh yeah. The only reason I really know who Nabokov is is because of "Don't Stand So Close to Me." Yeah. It's, it's no use. He sees her. He starts to shake and cough just like that old man in that book by Nabokov. <laughs> very classic, yeah. weird literary reference that uh, stings. He has a lot of weird lyrics like that. It's so, it's yeah. so silly, you know, writing cough with Nabokov. <laughs> yeah. Well, and of course, be, be, being a teacher as well, he had a little bit more, uh, a little bit more scope, maybe. Than, sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so back in the early 40s, Nabokov had written, I guess, during a time when he was kind of down on his luck and not, not making his novels weren't selling very well or something, I guess. So he was just trying to think of anything he could write to make a buck. And so Superman was kind of a new thing and kind of a big at the time, but not just the comics. Maybe they, they probably had the radio show at the time. But so he wrote this really silly poem about Superman that he sent to the New Yorker where he's in it. He's, he's musing about 
how is if, how could Superman have a sex life? Because surely he would kill whoever he attempted to have sex with. And then if even if he had succeeded in in, in conceiving and uh, having a child, the, the kid would probably turn turn into this uh, this destructive force that would destroy the world. <laughs> and it was but it was a really really silly, surprisingly uh, body weird poem that of course the New Yorker rejected <laughs> to publish. And it only just recently came to light. It was like last year somebody found this in a closet somewhere. I apologize. When I found it, I thought for sure it was a hoax. Like, yeah. no way Nabokov wrote a poem about Superman. But apparently it's true. But there's a line in there about, I'm a young man filled with prodigious sap. And I thought that was so hilarious. And I sent it to Brenda and he says, so that's it. Just to change it to plural, saps. Because, you know, we're being sappy about the stuff yeah. that, we're, that we're nerding out about. So. That's it. It's just completely silly, and it's a fact that it has this weird slanted reference to Superman. Is uh, one of the reasons I like it. But so yeah, Prodigious Saps coming to a podcast uh, platform near you. It's going to be PSPD or, or PC. PC, just for just like, it could be the short. P- just P- PC for yeah for podcasts, you know. Like, oh, Prodigious Saps podcast. Actually, yes, I've been calling it PSAPs in my abbreviations. There you go. There you go. PSAPs. Yeah. I don't know much about Superman, uh, but. Yes, that's, uh, that's, about, that's about as long as I've ever talked about it. I did see it as a, as a child, unless they're going, uh, these people need to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> you were mentioning it, you were talking about, it was on one of the shows that you were, we were talking about soundtracks. You happened to mention that, that soundtrack that John Williams wrote for that, that movie as being something that... I, I, do, I do remember that orchestral piece being very... Uh, uh, you know, like like the William Tell Overture or something. Like that. Just be very, very, very uplifting and very uh, just. Yeah. All those songs are crafted so well. John Williams was a genius in that. It blows my mind. I was, I was when I wrote. I did a little. I wrote a little bit of a music stinger for this podcast since we, you know, because we had the Slapper guy staying in Slapper. I wanted something for this. Yeah. So I just made up something that was sort of based on uh, used John Williams' score as a as a as a, as a, as a inspiration. Yeah. But I went and I figured out on on like. Piano, I was going da 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 ba ba ba, and it's so I never really you don't you really think about these things unless you sit down and try to figure yeah. it out. The notes are so simple; it's just yeah. it's just a little triad, ba yeah. ba ba. It's just basically a G chord. So yeah. he's just playing around with three notes for that one main thing. But it was just it's genius. Very good. So look for that on your on your. And is, is this going to be is this going to be a little bit more frequent now than your your other podcast? My other podcast. Yeah. What do you mean? Don't you have an, a, 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 the, their dietary? Oh, the singing gear, yeah. That's not really a podcast. That was a YouTube channel. I, I yeah. Oh, that's not a podcast. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not a podcast. Okay. But that, yeah, definitely more, more frequent than once a year. I know. Um, exactly. Yeah. How did you say it? Like, this is Chad, your weight loss guru. Okay, see you in six months. Yeah. <laughs> so. so I'm going to have oatmeal every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> So there's going to be a lot of recording coming up here very soon. We've been figuring out the new gear. So I keep saying new gear, it's old gear now, but it's, excuse me, it's still new gear to us, our board and whatnot. Yeah. We are going to be able to do some pretty, pretty decent recordings. Yeah. Coming up, and I'm really excited about that. I've been, that's where, that's where I've been. I've been buried, you know, tucked away for the last few days up north, getting this studio ready and just getting this, you know, get stuff together. And I was going over some old songs. I was trying to, uh, I was trying to retool or not retool is the wrong word, but try, you're trying to revamp 
we, we did a we did a Christmas song. Was it two years ago now? Be almost, yeah. It's gonna be two years. Yeah. Recorded it back in the pandemic and uh, shot a video for it. And I was trying to shorten it and make it a little bit more, you know, or punchy, or yeah, just just a little bit more exciting. You know, it to, to me it was. Uh, it just seems kind of long-winded. It seems like you know, mm. but doesn't seem very focused. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just really excited because we have a very it's a very special uh, group that we're working with right now. You know, with uh, with Heidi and Turbo, we've just we've kind of you know it, it was just a little bit messy in the past, and I just think it's a little bit more focused, a little bit more, you know. It's it's concise. It's the sheer enthusiasm that all four of us have for it now is, is uh, something we haven't really had. Yeah, really, with any of our lineups, I don't think we've ever had all four wheels going at full speed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it, it's either somebody would be slightly disconnected, or somebody would be have you know their mind would be out completely elsewhere. Silent, dejected, deject, and cold, and play basketball. For <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it, yeah, it is. It's it's that. Uh, it's that. You know that, that that you're exactly right. Everybody put in the same direction with the same yeah. intensity. Yeah, it's, it makes a big difference. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, I'd like to uh, you know w- w- once we get this room, th- once we get this uh, studio going, I'd like to to you know like we talked about before, do these clips. Yeah, and, it's uh, a lot easier. I mean, we we've had you know, the interface that we used to record the podcast with kind of the same thing except that it's just handy to be able to plug into the, the actual board that our instruments are already plugged into plug it into my laptop and then just record it individual tracks it's beautiful it's just, it's just so easy so we haven't done it yet at a show but we're going to I was looking at I know I needed to get a really long USB cable yeah but a, a week or two ago we recorded a rehearsal in here and we didn't really have the mics for the drum kit so I just said I'm just going to put one of my my betas just sitting near the kit <laughs> just so we have something for reference you know later so that yeah. we'll be on there and then later i had great fun using logic to to pump pump up that one the mic that one that single mic that recorded the drum kit and i just compressed the fuck out of it. <laughs> and it's not definitely not like hi-fi but it still sounds really satisfying it's just amazing what you can do these days with very little equipment yeah, and, and great. The gear is great. Yeah, the, the gear is just top. You know, as, as long as you don't go and buy the bargain bin stuff, you know, you really are getting really decent stuff, really, really, really good materials. And uh, yeah, it's just, and it, it, it's it's great because your stuff lasts. Mm-hmm. When your stuff yeah. lasts, then you can use it again, or you know, and tweak it to to, to how you like it. And uh, uh, if you are in the Houston area, you do have guitars. Our friend Neil Sargent is now. Working without the top of his finger, he uh, just had, he just had a little accident. Uh, he's fine, he's fine, and he's going to be fine. The finger's going to heal fine, but yeah, still working. He's he's doing you know, he's he's a little bit a little bit behind because he uh, he re- he lost he lost about you know let's say you know people have ten fingers, he's got nine point. Let's call it nine point nine. You, <laughs> you know, but yeah, he, he lost. It's, it's a small, but it, it's still. I, I just I walked in and I saw the bandaid and I, I immediately my skin started crawling. Yeah. I was like, "Don't, don't tell me just you know, tell me your fingers cold." 
You know, tell me, tell me a lie. Mm-hmm. I think he went into every fucking detail on how, on how <laughs> of he, course. he was on a, it wasn't a saw. Luckily, it wasn't a saw. He was sanding something and they caught this deal, the sand belt caught his finger and we whipped it around. Oh my God. Anyway, so if you, uh, if you have guitars at one or two and you want, uh, you, you, you need some work done, go see Neil Sargent. Uh, his information's on our website, blackguards.com. You can ship up and go there and subscribe to here while you're there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and Christmas. So we're gonna we're gonna try to get this. Uh, uh, we're gonna try to get this Christmas song out again. We're gonna put this our Christmas song back in the in the thing. We just kind of if you haven't heard it yet, maybe give it a listen. Tell us what you think. Um, I have another idea for a little bit, a little bit faster mm-hmm. version of it. You got some new stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some. Uh, just dying to get this stuff to, together. We're, we're gonna, of course, we're going to have to work remotely with Heidi for now. If you've seen us play lately, you'll see, you'll know that she's playing with that just remarkable new piece of wood that she's got, and she's she's just made it her own. We're so proud of her in, in that she's. It, it, it took some work to get used to that new beast. <laughs> now that she has it, she is. Uh, she's just. Um, and then uh, and also we're going to say too. So it's now. Today is Tuesday. Uh, we're October what, 11th, 12th, or some, some uh, 11th. So in a couple of weeks, might have a special guest sitting in with us. All right, so why are you being so vague? Because I don't fucking know. I don't know. Man. Sunday we have the show already. Yeah. Are, you, are, are we going to kill something today? Yeah, are we going to kill a song? So every week here on Cybercast, what we do is we kill a song, whether it needs it or not. And... Because we're so wonderful, we always bring one back or shine a little light. And then Chad's all raring to go with this. He he got here at <laughs> six o'clock this morning and slept on the porch now, until I now. Yeah. So he's been so excited to go. So killing is his middle name, Chad. So take it away. Yes. I've been thinking about the police quite a bit lately because our friend Anne, again from Molly Wires, old friend Anne, uh, and Bretting. I posted something about the police recently, just to be silly. I, I was sitting at home, and suddenly I, I was suddenly I found myself thinking about the the video for um, wrapped around your finger, off the synchronicity. Yeah, where the videos. Yeah, and the video they're used, used dancing around slow motion in pajamas or something like that. And it occurred to me, it's like, oh yeah, that's in slow motion. So they must have been when they actually filmed it. They must have been playing at double speed and jumping around really fast, which means it must have sounded like chipmunks. On set, it's like I never really thought about that, but I wonder if that's the case. I would have. I just did a quick Google search, and somebody on YouTube had already figured it out, and and uh, sped up the video to where it looked like it was natural. And yeah, it's like I'll be right around your finger. Yeah, they got the high chipmunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious, uh, and to see how fast they were actually jumping around too. Uh, so I posted that. It's like you know, look at this. This is hilarious. And Anne commented on that. So have you seen Under the Volcano yet? I said, no, what's that? She said, you've got to watch it. She said, I already told you about it. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, Under the Volcano is a documentary about Air Recording Studio in Montserrat, which is this tiny little Caribbean island. I don't know how many square miles. You could probably fit it inside the 610 loop, I would imagine. But it's a volcanic island. But anyway, George Martin, the famous producer who worked with the Beatles throughout their entire career, started this studio like in the late seventies, early eighties. And a lot of really big names recorded there over the next 10 years. And it was, it didn't survive much longer. I didn't think it died in 1989. A hurricane hit the Island and the studio never recovered after that. 
And then just to completely drive the nail into the coffin, uh, the volcano, the volcano, the volcano erupted in 1995, <laughs> making half the island uninhabitable. And the, the studio, which is still there as a derelict, uh, building is like right, right on the border of the exclusion zone where there's like half the island you're not really even allowed to visit. Uh, it's too dangerous now. Until now. It was, it's really fascinating to watch the documentary and just kind of, having it sink in how much of the music that defined the 80s was recorded in that studio on that little island. Uh, Synchronicity by the Police, Ghost in the Machine before that, both of them recorded at Montserrat. Brothers in Arms from Dire Straits. Duran Duran, for whatever the album is that came after Rio, has a reflex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was recorded there. Paul McCartney recorded a tug of war there. Yeah, but we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) News can say yeah. Anyway, a lot, a lot, a lot of big stuff. So the all three of the police are in the documentary. So it just was uh, just fascinating listening to them talk because obviously synchronicity was the very last record they they ever put out. So I've been thinking a lot about that album, and so I'm going to kill a song off the album and resurrect one off the very same album. And this is very obvious. There's a lot of songs off there that I'm, I'm not. It's it's a weird album because it's like it's considered to be their masterpiece or like one of their biggest albums, but it's very to me it's very lopsided. You've got just brilliant pieces of work. I think two of the best songs they ever did, Synchronicities 1 and 2, I think are just stunning. They don't really, they kind of stand head and shoulders above almost everything else they did. They're just so incredible. Synchronicity 2 in particular, I think is probably Sting's best lyrics. I think the lyrics in that are absolutely fantastic. But then you got stuff like Andy Summers' Mother and uh, just kind of second-rate Sting material like like Oh My God or, or uh, Tea in the Sahara and all these kind of boring yeah. songs. And, but the undeniable hit off that album, which they knew was a hit as they were recording it, as they mentioned this, in this documentary, was Every Breath You Take. And I think that quite a few people were ready to kill that song shortly after it came out. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, you hear it once like, wow. And then you hear it 10,000 more times. Production-wise, I think it's, it sounds fantastic. There aren't a whole lot of songs I can think where you think, like the, the scraping on the guitar, like whoosh, it's kind of part of the sound. And they actually kind yeah. of made that work as part of the, the ambience of the song, which is kind of cool. But I'm so ready <laughs> to never hear that song again. The song I'm bringing back is one no, nobody ever talks about this song on Synchronicity. Miss Gradenko, Stuart Copeland, it's a song that he wrote that Sting sings. I'm not even sure if Stuart might be singing with him in unison on that. I'm not sure. But it's a fantastic, I think it's probably the best song that Stuart wrote for, for the police. And there's some good ones that he did yeah. earlier. I, I, I love his, I love Stuart's, I mean, just a huge, huge Stuart Copeland fan, period. But his, I just, his humor comes through in everything he does. Yeah. His playing, mm-hmm. his videos, his, his interviews, his everything he does. Every little thing he does is magic. Yeah. But it really is. He's one of the, he's one of those people that just, he just screams energy even when he's, yeah. Sedate. But anyway, the song is, yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, just from start to finish, it's very concise. It's incredibly catchy. It's funny. Uh, it's and it's kind of weird that the lyrics are so strange that the setting they're talking about make, makes you kind of want to think about what what is going on here. You know, what are we, what exactly is he singing about? Is it is it like a Russian security or agency or something? Who exactly is Miss Credenda? She's you know, it's very, it's just kind of interesting. And then also the, the guitar solo, Andy Andy Summers is probably. One of, probably my favorite solo he ever played and one of my favorite guitar solos ever just because it's so bizarre and catchy at the same time. Yeah. It's not easy to make something weird and catchy all at once. And the, just the groove, it's just so 
just so satisfying. And I just, it blows my mind that nobody ever really talks about that, that song. I don't even know where to go to get a conversation about, uh, you know, to, to get dig into a police conversation nowadays. I don't really? know. That, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Do you I know just, anybody here big police fans? Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of police fans, but it just seems to be one of those, it seems to be one of those things where you, I don't know, it's, it's, you have to kind of, you have to be the guy with the acoustic guitar at the party, you know, and just, piss everybody off and just keep shoving it in. Hey, what about, you know, it's just, it's just so much going on. It's, it, it, it feels that I just, I haven't talked about the police. The only time we talk about the police is when we're in the van listening to yeah, the yeah. police. Uh, we've, we've gone days listening yeah. to nothing but police. Yeah. Too, yeah. But police. That sounds <laughs> It's just, it's strange that they were the biggest and best thing at the moment. I remember that moment. I re- remember that just snippet in time where, you could not move without the police just engulfing everything about every moment. And it, 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 there was a time where you just, you know, and, and I just, you know, I know the Beatles had that and I know Elvis had that. And I know how, you know, but it's, uh, it means more to me now because I, now I realize how good they were or are. Uh, but <laughs> in the moment, it's kind of like, Man, if they were just fucking rock, they, they're, they're this close. Yeah. If they were just, you know, but they were just doing it different. It just wasn't what I was, it, it's not what I was used to as far as that much energy, you know, and that much sound, but they just needed, just give the guy a fucking, a real guitar and a, you know, because that, that was my immature. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I just, I, 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 I was like, that's the thing It's so frustrating listening to it. Synchronicity is a great, that record is a great, example of that because they do hit it really hard there on a few songs but then they go off into yeah valid land for five songs and it's like god damn it <laughs> i know i know it's it, yeah there, there has to be there has to be a I, I i don't know who does that i don't know who does that perfect blend of and, and this is a whole nother discussion for a whole nother time but you know i've been revisiting the blagmatic sessions if you will you know, and uh, and how we just arrived in the studio and just kind of played it and took took what we got, and just the what we were, we were just talking about what we have now is we have the ability to go in and mess with it and tweak it and get it get it stage ready, then take it to the stage and make sure it's people ready. You know, we can have it stage ready and sounding good. And I, again, I don't know this. I don't know the songs, but I was listening to uh, some of my vinyl. And there's a Paul Simon record in there. And I was just delighted to find this record that I hadn't heard. And it was awful. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. There was nothing on it. There's nothing on the whole record. What record was it? I don't know. I have to go. I listened to so much, but it was just, I was like, no, no, skip, skip, skip. There was good, but it just didn't have the time to, to you know, there's, there's a lot of records to get to. You know, I want to listen to a bunch. And, and I was just putting them on, putting them on, putting them on. And it was... It was it was terrible. I mean, in in his, you know, you you have somebody of that caliber, you know, you just you expect, you know, even the low stuff to sure. be. Doing, this wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. This was uh, so. I'll, I'll dig it out. Yeah, I'm curious and, now. I, I'm not really. I think I did buy like everybody did. I bought Graceland when it came out, but I, I don't really know. I mean, I know like big hits and stuff, but I've never yeah. actually bought any of his solo records. But do yourself a favor and go and look at look go and look at his live show. Just go and oh, just God. go and and Google, e- e- just even Graceland. I mean, just watch them play it live. Watch 
Watch it. Look at a band with like 12 or 15 people on the stage and every motherfucker knows what they're doing. Every single, I mean, obviously they know what they're doing, but everybody's got a part. It looks like it's just, you know, just a handful of cards thrown up in the air. And they all, it's not. Every single person, there's so much going on, but everybody's in this eight. That's, that's brilliant. It's just, it really is. It's a symphony, but it's a rock and roll symphony. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's breath. And I remember, I remember goosebumps and even feeling a little lightheaded watching the show. Cause I just, I know what it takes to get, you know, we know what it takes to have four people locked in, but have a band that size playing this music. That's just, it's, it seems like it's always, there's no crescendo. There's no, there's no, it's just, it's just always building. It just stays in. And it's, then they end it. It's like, oh my God, you could have done another hour of that. Brilliant. Anyway, I don't know, as much as I dislike Every Breath You Take, I don't know if I could kill any of those songs just because of, you know, yes, I'm sick of that one. Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic is probably, it's probably not a true police fan's favorite. That song at that time meant so much to me. I cannot get sick of it. And that song was played, I won't say as much as Every breath you take, but it was close. It was close. The video was spectacular. Yeah, which was filmed in Montserrat, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I read, yeah. yeah that, that was kind of the, uh huh. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was watching that, I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when, when the lyric goes, Must I always be alone? Watch Stuart Copeland's face on there when he's, when he's, he's yeah. out of It's just brilliant. Even today, it's as funny as when I first saw it. But I remember, I remember where I was. I remember. The time of day, I remember when that video came out, I remember just going, because I got kicked in the chest in a good way. And the whole thing was just brilliant. Anyway, because the song is not just catchy, it's bubblegum, it's pop, it's all the stuff that I usually wouldn't like, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I've, I've never gotten sick of that song. I know it's played to death, but it's okay. Yeah, and I need to, I need to also make a list of those songs because there are a few songs. I'll give you, I'll give you another one. It's a Dire Straits number, and it's off the brother, Brothers and Brothers and Arms. You're, song, I've talked about it before, but the, your latest trick, that song was huge. And on you just couldn't, you couldn't get in an elevator, in an orgy, in a fight, in a thing. You couldn't get anywhere without hearing that song. It was everywhere. And, and I'm not sick of that song. In fact, if we were to listen to that song 10 times in a row right now, I wouldn't mind. So here we go, ten times now. But it's 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 uh it's just it's it's a song that uh and, and he played it when we saw it. Okay. And I remember just oh I just needed fainting. Just just Oh god. Now I'm lost so, so far. Maybe you killed anything yet? No, I didn't kill anything. Yet. <laughs> I didn't kill anything or bring anything back. But <clears throat> one of the songs I was gonna kill was uh, God Save the Queen by uh, Motorhead. Uh I just thought it was just a cheap shot. I just thought it was stupid. I still don't like it. And a stupid video, a stupid, you know. And for a band that did Overkill, a band that did Dr. Rock, you know, a band that did, you know, Stay Clean, We Are The Road Crew, that, those brilliant, you don't have to go there. You don't have to do that. So they covered the Sex Pistols? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's just, just dull. It was just, there was nothing, there was nothing you could do to that song that, that we, were, we were talking about, uh, I Fought The Law. Uh, the other day and I don't really care for the Clash's version of it I like the way we do it because it's it, it's kind of gets the message across it's over faster and 
you know, a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, a little more thumpy, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's gotten really good lately. Huh? After we rehearsed it with, with Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really cooking now. Yeah. And it's, and it's so fun to play. Yeah. It's such a great, such a great, such a great number. And, and to, to be written so, so long ago to have that kind of an impact today. But anyways, uh, bringing back a song, I'm just, I'm torn because I did watch a, uh, a video that my daughter sent, Tara, who was on two episodes ago. She had told me to look into this guy, Orville, Orville Peck, who is a country western slash Elvis slash Roy Orbison slash beautiful voice and very cappy, very, uh, thing, but quite, quite brilliant lyrics. Are quite brilliant. The song, uh, I'm torn on the songs to shine a light on. Um, one's called Lafayette and the other one is called, oh, I just lost it. So let's just go with Lafayette then. It's the sign. Beautifully, beautifully recorded, good band and just comes at you. If you haven't seen it and you're interested in it, check it out, but it will come at, it comes at you comes from an angle that you would not expect, at least in my understanding of that genre of music. <laughs> it's uh, It just comes at you a little different than you would be expecting. But I think his voice is beautiful. I think the production is spot on. I think the band's great. And it's very, very worthwhile. So is this somebody who's currently yeah. recording? Yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah, Orville Peck, which I thought was a great name. It is. Uh, I thought it's a great name, and and whence the the Orville Peck train arrives, you'll oh okay. A lot of stuff makes sense. A lot of it's just it, it's worth it's worth checking out if you like country slash that kind of not hillbilly. And I hate even saying country because it's not it's not you know we live in a time and a place where country can pass as bubblegum being gang raped by. Candy floss or something. It's fucking, it's just, it's sickening in every form. And it's just, it's not what country is. And, and again, people will argue over who is country, who is not. I'll tell you the stuff on the radio today is not country. It's just not. And it's so bad that we've often, you know, uh, pointed at the Bucky's franchise and said, Hey, go in there if you want to hear the worst fucking music and the most Jesus that you can ever. You know, get on one cross. It's in there. So uh, the, the worst, the worst, the worst music I've ever heard in my life, and and not even not even slightly the worst. It is by universes. I mean, by infinite count, the worst shit I've ever heard. And and it, and, and and they seem to top it every time you come in. You go, oh my god, how did you get? Where did you get that stupid? Phrase from that you're going to write a four minute song on and wordplay, you know, like bad wordplay and terrible repetitive, these, these horrible phrases that, that just are on these awful loops. Think of the, the da 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 commercial, you know, and have that on loop. Yeah. On loop. That's their, that's the hook of the song. Anyway, that's not country. Yeah. And uh, yes, you can play it in the country and you can probably, you know, yeah. bury it in the country, but it's, it's awful. Yeah. Yes. So again, I, I, I wouldn't do it a disservice by l- labeling it country, but it, you know, people would say that's kind of good. It, it definitely has that old country in it and it's a it, tiny bit of outlaw country, a tiny bit of classic country, Merle 
Um, Johnny Cash, you know, but it fall into what they're calling alt country these days. I don't know. Steve Earle's sometimes maybe, maybe it would pair well with maybe a Steve Earle or or a, or a Two Tones of Steel. Okay. You know, that kind of... It's really what all country means now is what country used to be. Yeah. About <laughs> four years ago. So, anyway. yeah. Yeah, good stuff, though. It's, you know, uh, worth worth trying out. And, uh, um, I, again, just for his voice, just for his uh, his delivery. Really, really good stuff. Cool. Um, but yeah, and, and, and again, my daughter is guilty of pointing me in, in many musical directions with which I was not willing to go. You know, not willing to check out and uh, she's like, can, can I play something for you? And we've listened to big band. We've listened to this and we just turned me on some really good stuff, but yeah. to be continued. Yeah. Lots of stuff coming up as usual. And uh, like I said at the beginning, I would love to see your name on here. So hit subscribe if you would. And uh, that'll save us going to your house because we you know that we know where you live. So save us, a, save us a trip, knock on the door. I know now with Halloween coming up and Christmas on the corner, we're going to hear some, uh, going to hear some new stuff coming out from us. We're, uh, we're looking forward to getting the, getting the gang back on the road. I think the first time that we're going to see Heidi is unless we can, unless we can, uh, she's got a bunch of stuff booked in, in Phoenix. So, um, if, if we can, uh, get some kind of miracle together, we'll see her in Houston before that. But if not, we'll be, uh, getting her here in the new year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, we, you know, we just, we're looking forward to looking forward to getting the van is howling out there, yeah. ready to roll. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening and um, thank you for hitting subscribe. Ten, ten people. And then uh, yeah, we'll hopefully see you on the road and just uh, have a look at uh, at our our flyer for Ireland for October 2023, and uh, love to see you there as well. Yes, indeed. Yes. All right. See you next Don't week. Go change. Cheers. So.